Good afternoon and welcome to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Kevrin, and joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. And here we are on a special edition of Post to Post Free Agent Frenzy on July 1st. One of the biggest days on the calendar for the NHL as big-name free agents have come and gone. The deadline was 12 o'clock. There's a lot of news and stuff that we need to go over first because everything kind of fell into place right after the Stanley Cup final. Yes. First off, we are back. Great to have you back from overseas in the heat wave that is Italy. Yes, 111 degrees on a daily basis. It was very uncomfortable, but still, beautiful country. I enjoyed my time over there. I did miss the Stanley Cup final. Though. You missed a lot. There's a lot of things that we have to cover. A lot of signings. There were some trades. Were you here for the draft? You were here for the draft, uh, right? I, I literally landed the day before, and it was funny because the Vancouver Canucks... Um, sent out a thing to all fans on like the NHL site to get tickets to the draft. And I got the email, and there were like th- like enough tickets left, and I looked at my dad and I said, hey, do you want to go? He goes, you're landing in JFK that day. I don't think you want to get on a plane and go to Vancouver. <laughs> and I'm like... I mean, you already got your passport and everything. I was so. ready to go. I was really tired because nine hours, no sleep on a Alitalia flight. It was uncomfortable, but hey, I got back, so... Big deal. So, first order of business, congratulations to the St. Louis Blues on winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, Best of seven series, went all seven games with the Boston Bruins, and I got it right. I was the only one out of the three of us to get it right, and I was halfway across the world not watching the series, and I still got it right. Yeah, I mean, props to you. I did not see the, the Blues winning it in a seventh game in Boston. I thought that there was no way Bruins were going to lose Game 7 at home. But, hey, they, they lost three of, three of their four losses that series were at TD Garden. So huge, huge props to the Blues. Congratulations. And um, their coach, Craig Berube, now no longer the interim coach. He got a nice uh, official contract, now the head coach, not the interim coach. So congratulations to him as well. That was to be expected. Once once you won the cup, I really don't think you're going to change. Coaches Whether or at that not point. he won the cup or not, the fact that they turned it around and just made the playoffs in general, right there. Oh you yeah, get, you're getting your deal. You're getting your deal. And it's funny because when I when we came back, um, when I came back to the U.S., I was like listening. I was like looking through the, uh, you know the archive of the old shows that you can get on Spotify or on Anchor, and. I specifically remember both of us saying to the Blues, it was right after that there was, like, fighting in practice, and we said sell the whole team, and I'm like, oh, that did not age well. It did not age well. Because here they are, and the team, a lot of the teams stayed together. I don't think a lot of guys didn't move, um, especially today, as you saw, like, a few of the names that did come up, and they didn't move. So, good. once again, congrats to the Blues. We got to move on because there's a lot to get through. So, quickly... Because a lot of these things, a lot of the news articles that came out over the past two weeks since the end of the final and since the last time that all of you have heard our wonderful voices, both last time was Nick, you and Nick held down the fort while I was overseas. So a little, some things have changed. And a lot of those things did affect what happened today. Like the first thing up was the draft, as everybody kind of could have expected for months and months ago. Uh, Hughes went first to the Devils and Keiko went second to the Rangers. Not at all surprised. There was always speculation for months whether or who was going to go one, who was going to go two. It was pretty much set in stone that Hughes and, and uh, Kako were going to be one and two. It was just a matter of who who got who, Hughes and Hughes got up. Kako. But I think it was it went as expected. Hughes won, Kako two. They're trying to bring some life back to that. Uh, Devils Rangers rivalry. Oh, and as we could see, it it kind of and I, I'm with some of the things that have transpired. Yeah. So one of the things that um with the Ranger Devil rivalry is there was no real um transactions or anything on draft day itself. There was one major one for the New Jersey Devils. I'm gonna bounce around these two sheets because I got trades and everything lined up. So day two of the NHL draft was huge, huge for the New Jersey Devils as they traded 
for P.K. Subban. He comes back to the Eastern Conference. And you look at what they gave up. Um, if, you can, if I can quickly find it here. Yep, the Predators received two defensemen. Nobody, no big names coming out of there. And a 2020 second-round pick and a 2019 second-round pick. And New Jersey just gets P.K. Subban. I think I think New Jersey wins that trade. I mean, pretty pretty easily. I, those two uh, D-men that the Predators got, really not household names, I would say. One fun fact about um, one of the defensemen the Predators acquired, Steve Santini. It's actually my friend's cousin's neighbor. How do you know these people? That's, don't know. that's just odd. Don't know. Well, I don't think he's his neighbor anymore because he's going to be in Nashville. I mean, true, but... So, all right. So, yeah, that, there's a lot of things that have transpired to really push up that those Rangers and Devils rebuilds. Didn't see the Devils getting PK at all. I had a feeling so that was, might I knew be he moved. Would... I didn't hear the Devils' name mentioned once. Not at all. And that when I saw it, I was like, really? Do I really have to hate Subban again? And lo and behold, I was like, okay. Once again, you heard Subban's name was mentioned a few times, but there was never any concrete team yeah, that wanted Yeah, it was never him. like, oh, he's going to the Devils. He's going to go here. It's the Predators are trying to move P.K. Subban, and they did, and then the it, cap space they saved, they went out and they, made a splash. They did, uh, who, Nashville? They yeah. got Matt Duchesne. Yeah, so once again, we're going to jump around a bit for the timeline a little bit here. We're not going to go in a straight line because, yeah, they went out, they signed Matt Duchesne, and Duchesne gets eight year, um, seven years at an average of $8 million a year. For Duchesne, I think that's fair. That's, pr- that's pretty fair. He's I coming would... into his own now. I think this is his prime's about to kick in. It only took him a decade. Yeah, it only took him. Well, he had to get out of Colorado, and going to Ottawa didn't help. Very, very fair point. Because he did show himself a lot when with Columbus with one of the other big names that was um, signed today, and they kind of moved around. And once he was in Columbus, Columbus did move, and they did extremely well. They beat Tampa Bay in the first round, which I I swept Tampa Bay in the first round. I think we're still in We're still in kind of some shock about that because that's still something that none of us saw coming. And as we saw today, Tampa really didn't make any big moves to get anybody. They did pick up a backup goaltender, but that was about it, and I don't really think you need anybody to back up the Vesna winner. So, okay, oh, no, not at all. So yeah, and you look at all that, Duchesne. I think it's a fair. I think it's fair for him to get that kind of money, and I think he'll look. I think he'll work well in Nashville. I think he should be fine. I think Nashville. I, was it something I think they needed right away? I think they did. They got Duchesne basically to just keep that window open because they once again they looked flat against Col- uh, I think it was against Colorado. In um, this year's playoffs, I don't know if they played Colorado or they played. They played Dallas. Oh, they did play Dallas. Okay, yeah, they. I think they took them to seven. They took them to seven because remember that series went seven, and then yeah, it was Dallas. And Dallas again today went out and made more moves, which a lot of those moves were made um, last night. Really, there was a lot of stuff that that was going on that we heard of last night, and now today was just the formal announcements of most of that. So. With that, we're going to look at the second big free agent signing and the timeline that transpired for him. And the first domino to fall was that Roberto Luongo, Bobby Lou, retires after 19 seasons in the NHL. What a career. Sad he couldn't win a cup. I think Sad he couldn't stay with the Islanders. I forget he was an Islander because yeah. you look at his— look- Everyone except Islander fans forget he was an Islander because like they just need someone to blame. But obviously Mike Milbury's to blame for that. Oh, absolutely. Because he traded him away. But congratulations, Luongo. Absolute stud. Slam dunk Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. I, th- uh, I think first first round ballad I right mean, in. You, you get 489 wins in your career. I, I think he's third or fourth all time. So, yes, yeah, that's pretty um, pretty safe bet. Some gold medals in there. Yeah, it's sad he couldn't win a cup. I think the closest he came was 2011. Well, I mean, he was on. He was a Panther and a Canuck, so. Well, the Canucks came, once again, 2011. That was the closest he was going to get. So, and then he goes, and then Reimer gets traded to Carolina of all places. Yes, they traded him for salary relief, but then the 
player they got back from the Hurricanes, Scott, Scott Darling, yeah. straight up bought him out. Said, Which he's Bye. still available. Yeah, he's on buyout waivers. He'll be available in a day or two. So yeah, and they get a sixth round draft. Basically, they just they got Reimer for in a sixth round. That was for a round that pick. is the definition of a salary dump. Yeah, which there was a lot of those big sat name salary dumps over the course of the last few days. And with all that, Florida, which I think we all kind of saw it coming, was that they went out and they signed the big goalie of this entire class, and that was big Sergei Bobrovsky. Sergei. So he he's takes, back on the force. He's back on the force. Sergey Bobrovsky is back on the force. Watch out, goes, Florida PD. <laughs> he goes down to Florida. He takes his, as we'll quote another sport, he takes his talents, talents down to South, South Beach. So take that as you may. And, yeah, I think we kind of all knew this was happening since they were eliminated. I mean, I had a feeling I, I knew he was gonna leave whether they were really eliminated or not and then he put his condo up for sale and that was pretty much the end of Bobrovsky and uh Columbus it was just a matter of whether or not they were gonna he was gonna stay with Artemi Panarin and sign in the same place they preferred to play together which, which I I, which never... I get and I don't get because there's no there's no chemistry on the ice between them because one of them's a goalie, one of them's a forward. Yeah, that's so. what like because if mm. you if you if you have any sense of hockey knowledge and you're on Twitter, because that's where we got a lot of this information from, you know, pre the, the announcements from the teams was you get them all through Twitter. Twitter was blowing up with like they want to stay together. And I'm saying to myself, I get it, they're teammates yeah. and they're really good friends off the ice, which which that's the only argument I get. But also Atomi Panarin is a right winger. Sergei Borowski's a goaltender. They barely, you could even say they barely share the ice together. Yeah, that and no team is going to take on two players for a cap hit of a total of $23 million. Yeah, Borowski. Not happening. He got seven, $70 million got seven for years, seven years. Seven so years, 10, mil. $10 million a year, which for his services, I think. I know, he wanted to pass Carey Price. I'm not sure if he did. No, I, I don't think he did either because Carey Price got a basically a yacht of money and women sent to his door from Montreal. So Inter- I don't interesting analogy, sure. I, I've heard it before. Um but I don't think I don't think he passed. He did not. Yeah, I think he what is I think he's got eleven price. Um, well price's salary is two million dollars. His with signing bonuses and everything, the signing bonus for this upcoming year is thirteen million dollars. So he get he's getting fifteen mil, but he's a cap hit of ten and a half. Okay, so if you're looking at it with just the cap, they're about the same. Yeah, price is a bit more expensive. Yeah, but also it's carry price, so you kind of which Montreal did a little bit of a surprising move in my opinion. They went out and got Kink and Cade today on a one year prove it deal, which I'm like, I mean, okay. I guess they got tired of having Anthony Niemi as their backup. Niemi's going to be retired. He's just going to, like, drop There was the a time again. where Anthony Niemi was maybe a top, like, 10 or 12 goalie in the league. Yeah, when he was with the Sharks. And then I don't know what happened, but he just, like, broke. I have a feeling. And then he went to, to the Penguins, with, like, and he was just complete trash. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But, yeah, that's that's weird. And once again, that just I think that just happens once in a while where you just, like, you'll just lose, a, I think, it's got to be off-ice antics, I would have to assume, for a guy like that to just fall off the face of the earth. But Sergey Brovsky not making carry price money, but if you look at all of these contracts, if you go down the free agent list of guys who were signed today, every single one of these contracts just screams impending lockout to me, and it's terrifying. It also, To me, it also screams inflation. Oh, yeah. And, and greed. Yeah. Well, no, not really greed uh, with the next guy who was the big free agent signing who decided to screw everybody's mind up because there was ch- literally in the last hour like before play, it was announced. Playing mind games and everything. There was literally the hour before it was announced. You had Florida, Colorado, Columbus, both New York teams are like, hey, come here. And I'm just like. Half those teams, I'm like, wait, why? Colorado, I didn't hear anything about Panarin going to Colorado. Well, I heard Panarin going to Colorado. That was like a very vague rumor that came out around the same time as Columbus. But Columbus gave him that big 
like that last minute, like eight years, like stay here for eleven o'clock at night, Eastern Standard Time. Eighty-nine million dollars a year. I'm sitting in my bed on my computer. It's eleven fifty-nine. I'm gonna be a free agent. Like, go away. Go away. And I was like, oh well. Now that he is a Ranger, sad to say, we can laugh at the fact that almost everyone on Columbus is gone. Yeah, but they got they did. The Zingles not gone yet. But we can laugh at it now because Columbus is going to suck. Oh, the, yeah, they're going to be one of the bottom two teams. In they the have show. Their goalie is Jonas Corposalo. Good job, guys. Right now, unless they sign someone else that we will get to. And you know what's funny? You still look at like what Columbus did, and you're still the most least successful franchise in the NHL. Yeah. You win a playoff series. You get you, Which, let's, let's be honest, they did give Boston a run for their money a bit. I mean, they, they've pushed it to six. Based on what we saw Boston do in the conference final, I don't think I it's knew that ba- bad. Boston was going to steamroll the Hurricanes one way or another. I knew that. I think everyone knew that. I Just think the Hurricanes knew that. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, uh, hey, at least we, we did the Islanders. So when we come back, we're going to take a quick, close look at Otami Panarin signing with the New York Rangers and all the craziness that comes with that. We're going to look at every other beautiful freedom signing on this great July 1st. You're listening to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. For over 50 years, the Pioneer has kept LIU Post informed on all things happening on campus and beyond. Pick up a copy today for free in print or online and get connected with the Post community. Stay up to date on the latest in news and opinion. Plus, get exclusive coverage of LIU Post Pioneer Sports. The Pioneer is for post, by post, and there's always an opportunity to get involved. To find out how you can contact, join, or advertise in the Pioneer, visit liupostpioneer.com. Get your copy of this week's Pioneer in Hillwood Commons, or visit liupostpioneer.com to download the latest edition. The Pioneer, informing LIU Post for over 50 years. Get your start in radio and let your voice be heard. Join the wave today by visiting the station right behind Hillwood. Welcome back to Post to Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Cavaretta. Joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. And we are in the midst of free agent frenzy as it is 5 o'clock. The deadline was 12, and the biggest fish in the pond was caught by J.D. and the New York Rangers signing Athemi Panarin for seven years at $11.6 million. And I knew this happened. I knew Panarin was a Ranger at 11.30 this morning once they moved Jimmy Vesey. I and then I had heard that the two weren't connected, but apparently they were. Yeah. And I had also heard that they were submitting one offer to Panarin and were not gonna raise any any prices. They were submitting one offer, take it or leave it. And I had was hearing that he wasn't gonna take it because he wanted at least twelve million dollars a year. So the Islanders were offered him twelve and a half. Which the whole Panarin thing was, for me as a Ranger fan, completely and utterly nerve-wracking. I didn't really care. <laughs> well, I know. Well, you didn't care for several reasons. One, because the Islanders, you know, were kind of a last-ditch team to be like, hey, I, I didn't expect them to get him anyway. Yeah, it would. So it was kind of a if you don't get him, I, I expected it. If you get him, cool. We have our Temi Panarin. Yeah, that would have been nice. Columbus was, I was like, really? You guys are going to try to ruin this now? And I said to myself, this is going to be like Steven Stamkos like a few years ago. Everybody's like, he's going here, he's going there, he's going here, he's going to end up back where he started. And I'm like, can we not do that? <laughs> I knew Stamkos was going to stay. <laughs> no, I had a feeling he was going somewhere else. But th- that, lo and behold, I was wrong. So whatever. But when today when I was, I was sitting, I was literally sitting in the car and my phone rings, and it says Jimmy Vesey was traded to Buffalo. I was sad for two reasons. As One, you wear your Jimmy Vesey jersey. As I, mostly because I threw this in my bag this morning because I have all my other jerseys in the closet, and I didn't want to get them. So I said, oh, my, my, I, I like this one. It's a nice away jersey, and it's got Vesey. I'm like, all right, I'll put this on. And I wear it, and I'm just like, oh, well, now now I have to get a new one. So 
there we go. That's hopefully they'll come out with the new Liberty Head alternates, and I'll get one of those. But yeah, he gets moved to Buffalo for a third round pick, and I'm like, that's a salary dump. That means one thing and one Wasn't thing. Wasn't he only, only making like two and a half though? Yeah, but when when you get a lowered cap, I think anything was really because now the Rangers still have like eight million dollars in cap space. Now they wouldn't have had that if they didn't move Vizi. I, I don't see them doing anything else after signing Truba. Well, they did do something else, but well, like signing, like big signing wise. Once they sign Truba, there's that's no really other. It. There's no other really names unless you sign somebody on a prove it deal. That's the only thing I could see them doing. But there's no centers that I think would would really want it. The funny thing that I was thinking was because once Panarin was signed, I was like, all right, you got Panarin. The you price need to is a sign little Truba, steep. But then other than that, well, Truba, you can sign him next year. You don't know who you're gonna move. Well, isn't he an RFA? He's an R. Uh, he's yeah, but he's got the this year on his contract. But oh, then, does he? then he's a UFA. He's an RFA. I know that, but I think they'll sign him again. Uh, don't forget. I feel like they're probably going to dump some contracts in the season, like Stahl, Smith, and maybe Shattenkirk. You could dump. They're paying Dan Girardi three million dollars to not play there. Wait, the Rangers. Are there was a buyout because they bought him out. Oh yeah, and then he ended up signing in. Um, then he ended up signing in Tampa. They're where still all paying Rangers. Brad Richards. Well, yeah, no, that because that was a massive. Everybody forgets the Rangers. I forgot like, about Brad Richards just con- in general. <laughs> contract wise, before like this rebuild, they just handed out a lot of bad contracts. They did, and I thought the Islanders handed out bad contracts. Well, these contracts were. They no, just have the worst contracts. Well, here's the thing: the Islanders handed out those contracts, and it got them nowhere. Nowhere. Happy Di Pietro Day, by the way, and happy Bobby Bonilla Day. This is just a really bad week for you. As, July 1st a... <laughs> is not kind to blue and orange sports teams. No, not at all. But you look at the contracts the Rangers would give out, and they'd be like, oh. But here's the thing. Those contracts turned into several Eastern Conference final appearances and the Eastern Conference championship. When you look at a team like the Islanders and they would do that, what, you got two first, a first-round exit and a second-round exit. Two second round exits. Two second round uh, and a first. Two first round exits and two second round exits, but not with any of those contracts that they signed. So they got nothing. Yeah, basically. So that that's there's the difference between two New York teams. And I love when you look at the articles and stuff saying of why Panarin chose the Rangers over the Islanders. And I I love this one line that somebody said. I think it was the New York Post. They said he went up to the Islanders, looked at the twelve point five million dollars, and said, "I want to play." in New York and they go we're New York I want to play in the city we're, we're a city we're Long Island and Brooklyn <laughs> and then he's like I want to play in Manhattan oh okay then we can't help you so and then I'm just gonna go sign a nice contract so now the bread man is officially a New York Ranger happy days playoffs are in your future and the Rangers Devils rivalry is now kickstarted that and the Jason Trudeau deal which was hilarious when I heard it. Yes, Jacob Truba. Truba. Two of the Rangers for Neil Pionk, which is, yeah, a nice young defenseman. I'd rather have Truba. I'd rather have him. And, and then the the weird the Jets got their pick back. Yeah, and then Hayes went to the Flyers, which... That contract. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll take a minute to talk about that contract. Kevin Hayes. I'm drawing a blank on the exact number that he got. All I have is I didn't write the number down. I just have it. It was a seven-year deal. But I think it was seven for seven. We're, we're going to – one second. I think it was a seven for seven, but I don't care what you say. Kevin Hayes is not worth that kind of money. Kevin Hayes signed a seven-year – kid you not – seven-year $49,999,999 contract. So that's $7.9 million. I mean, you almost, could honestly almost. just give him the extra dollar, say go buy a soda, and give him seven years for 50 mil. He's, he's a 7.142 cap hit. He is not at all worth that. Yes, yeah, so September 15th is going to be an interesting day. Like um, what? Yeah, just for those who don't know, I don't think you know this either, September 15th is the last day for negotiations between the NHLPA and the NHL to talk about if we can avoid a lockout. This this contract is why we're headed towards a lockout, Batman. Contracts like this, guys who don't deserve that kind of money making that kind of money. Yeah, he was not at all worth in any of this. I didn't think that when he was traded to begin with, he was worth worth a first rounder. Well, 
that was, I think, well, that I think was that a was, playoff push. That was deal. a playoff push, and the Rangers are like, well, you want a second line center. We have a second line center now. We don't, but now <laughs> you can have him. Um, and you look at it, and you're like, Winnipeg. I actually was hoping he stayed in Winnipeg. I feel like Winnipeg would have been a good place for him. Like, Winnipeg has their own problem with the cap situation. Like he was traded to the Jets for um, Brendan Lemieux, a first and a fourth. And then when they flipped him to the Flyers, all they got was a fifth. So you basically traded Jacob Truda. You got Jacob Truba and Brendan Lemieux for basically. Your round. own first round pick. So just just scratch that then. They, and they a fifth rounder. So you just got a fifth rounder for all that. Wow. Winnipeg, you're making and us, you're they making have us to resign all of these people. You're making us miss Atlanta more and more, especially now. It's, it's I heard a rumor that the Atlanta Thrashers submitted an offer sheet to Mitch Marner for fifteen and a half million dollars. I think he signs it. Oh, I think he signs it absolutely. I mean, you got to go to Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's got the best team. The ATL. <laughs> So, enough kidding aside, there was an offer sheet made today, and it was the Montreal Canadiens making an offer sheet to Sebastian Ajo of the Carolina Hurricanes. The, the good deal- Sebastian Ajo. The good The one. Islander fan ads. Yeah. As they have their own Sebastian Ajo. That still confuses me. How that same happened. name, like, from Spelled the same exactly country, the same. a year apart, completely, completely different talent-wise. Oh, yeah. You, you, he's a bottom six on the Islanders and he's in Ajo. the he's in Bridgeport, is he? He is. So he's a top six Bridgeport. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. That's that's nice. And then this one's being offered. I'll give you the exact number because the they exact, did this on purpose. The exact number is hilarious. Eight million four hundred and fifty four thousand eight hundred and seventy one a year for Sebastian Ajo in to get him to go to the Canadians. And that would co- that's going to cost the Canadians a first, second, and third round pick. Had they offered him $1 more, they would have had to do two first rounders, a second, and a third. Which I don't get how that all works when you compare I don't know where they, dollar amounts. They come up with these picks. specific amounts. On NHL Network, they had like a, literally a sheet. Like They showed you what, how much it is worth. It's right there. It is right how here. Much and then worth? right that's here insanity. it tells you which teams meet the requirements there are the very minimum for like compensation is you is like 1.4 million dollars it would be one third round pick there are teams that don't even qualify for that and it's not a third round pick it has to be your own that team's pick yeah that is weird and also like the whole thing with how the picks work with cash it's very confusing, but you look at the this trade, and I love how it says it immediately says the Hurricanes have a week to match the offer. Aho says he's going to go to Montreal. And yeah, Bergevin's like Aho wants to be here, and Caroline's like the hell he does. <laughs> he don't want to be. He doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go. He to wants Montreal. to be a bunch. He wants to be a jerk. He wants to stay with the bunch. If that well, first of all, the bunch is kind of uh, messed up a bit because you have. Who's your well? Actually, no. You got James Reimer as your goaltender, so you do have goaltending. Actually, if Reimer decides to have a bounce back season, which I think he will, I, although I hear they're 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 in the market for goalie, definitely. Well, they get, they have to be. Off, if they go out and get Robert Leonard, I'll be Ro- either Robin Leonard or they're gonna bring back Mrazek. I think Mrazek left. I did not hear he signed anything. I have a feeling that I thought he left, but I could definitely be wrong because there was a there was a handful of goalies that did go today. A lot of we're not going to talk about every single signing that happened today because there was Most a lot of the, of the large ones. The large ones we've already mentioned. Sounds um, like Robin Leonard has a new home. Wait, what? Where? Arthur Staple just tweeted, sounds like Robin Leonard has a new home. Does it say exactly where? It does not. Because the only goalies to really mention that were moved were Cam Talbot and... Mike Smith. They traded places. Tam, uh, Cam Talbot is now going to be a flame and uh, vice versa. And yeah, they literally just Smith switched. Smith is, is in Edmonton, which I think is hilarious. You know, Bob, as we've mentioned, um, moving, not really. Kink Kincaid backing up uh, uh, Carey Price, which we mentioned. So I guess the uh, rumors that I have heard were true. It seems like the Islanders may actually get Semyon Varlamov after all. You're going to get Var. Okay, that's not. I don't think that's a I mean, terrible... he's three years older and is a lot more injury prone. Well, hey, it won't be the worst contract. Well, given out there today. goes back-to-back Jennings trophies, but you know, 
You never know. It's probably, if I had to guess, because I know Leonard said he didn't want to go anywhere. He would take Are gonna do almost a... anything, and he turned down a two-year deal w- w- worth what he wanted per year. So my, my thinking was that instead of giving him a long-term deal because they have goaltending prospects that are like some of the best in Russia, yeah. they'll sign someone for a year or two, bring that bring up their Russian prospects, and then they're good. Well, we could say one thing. It wouldn't have been the worst signing, which I it think— It would not have been the worst goaltending signing in New York Islanders history. We well, can I'm say saying that. It would, I'm saying it wouldn't have even been the worst signing if he signed a two-year deal with the Islanders to stay. I don't even—or if he gets—he's probably going to get more money elsewhere. I don't think it'll even be the worst signing in this year's free agency because I think the Pittsburgh Penguins already took that trophy when they signed Brendan Tanev to a six-year deal. I mean, three and a half per, that's not as steep as it as you would think a six-year deal would be, but I didn't see him getting You traded Phil Kessel years. for that, though. You traded— I, I, think, I think what they did was they traded Phil Kessel for the cap relief and for well, yeah, Galchenyuk. They were aiming. They well, Galchenyuk was already a Penguin. He's returning to the Penguins. When was Galchenyuk a Penguin? I read that when immediately when they signed him, it's like he's returning to the Penguins. And I go, wait, was Galchenyuk, Galchenyuk actually Galchenyuk a Penguin? Was, I, don't, I don't. I don't, like, I don't I think so. Don't remember that happening. I remember that I know he was a Canadian. For I thought he. Was, I think he, he was, was like drafted a. as a Canadian. Unless there was like a Unless. short stint somewhere, you could literally just check Wikipedia. It'll be the. Just go to the side. Does it? I mean, he is now a. He's currently a Pittsburgh Penguin because of that. Oh, then it just says Montreal and Arizona. Yep. So I don't know where you heard that he was a Pittsburgh Penguin, but as of June 29th, he he's been a Pittsburgh Penguin. A full two days almost. Full two days. Good Good, for him. Good run for Galchenyuk. So far, but yeah, Phil Kessel. a minor leaguer that doesn't matter, and a fourth-round pick to the Coyotes for Galchenyuk, another minor leaguer. I think Pittsburgh wins that trade. Um, I'm going to miss the Phil Kessel memes. It, it those They're going to hurt at being gone, especially when they move to Dallas. It's going to be – not Dallas. Uh, to Houston. Houston. That's gonna I be mean, upsetting. they were sold. But did you hear what he said? I didn't hear that. Because I, I love when people come up to me and they're like, well, you say that, but – because you're not the only one who said, like, well, they got a new owner, so they're going to stay, right? My father has said it. Several of my friends oh, have no, said it. Oh, no, I'm not saying they're staying now that they were sold. I think they're moving now that they were sold. No, the, the owner was asked by the board of directors, and then he was asked by the media. They said, what are your what are your plans for the Coyotes now that you own the, that you're going to most likely own the team? Because it's not official yet. But Is it like a he's the only owner, or is it like a majority No, he's thing? he's the owner, but... Then he's, but he doesn't own the arena. The NHL board of directors came out and said, like, yeah, you guys have a new owner, but you're still paying the arena year by year. There's you, you still do not have a full, or like, you don't, you're you not have, in you that arena. To, you would have to work out a buyout with the arena. Yeah, and then possibly either and make then pay a deal for another arena to yeah. be built. And then it was hilarious because then the media asked the owner. They said, "What are your plans for that?" And he goes, "No comment." And I was like. He's going to move the team now because th- there's no it other— It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if Arizona didn't have a hockey team. It's They didn't have a hockey team for the longest time. Yeah. So might as well sit and, you know, we moved the Jets for this, and now they moved them back. So now we have the Jets again. Yeah, but they took Atlanta. the Thrashers from yeah, us. Yeah, I know. It's a shame. Take the Coyotes. Take the Coyotes. Put them... Just leave the— the alternate jerseys, those are kind of cool. Those are cool. You could probably... Yeah, but you could totally still do those with... um, You could do a Comet version of that, I think. Of the... It'd be kind of interesting. interesting. You could just... You could put the moon. Yeah. Do that. Yeah, that would work. I feel like that would work. Hey, NHL, so. you need jersey designers? Hey. Hit we're, us we're, up. <laughs> post to post underscore LIU on Instagram. Hit us up. So... Yeah, Phil Kessel going over there. I loved when like it immediately happened and Kessel had no idea he was traded. Or why he was traded. Yeah, especially after Jim Rutherford's like, yeah, I, I tried to work out a deal. It it fell through. He declined the the trade. He was going to go to Minnesota for Jason Zucker. I feel he, like he I didn't want to like... go there. I I think he'll be a Penguin to start the year. He he probably will be. 
like two weeks later. Randomly, he gets traded. Pittsburgh like, Penguins oh. trade Phil Kessel. That's sad. Well, I think Minnesota did well for themselves with the free agency. I mean, yeah, they did. They got uh, they got your boy. Not my boy, my brother's boy, and Nick's boy, Matt Zuccarello, goes to the Wild for five years. $6 million average. I think that helps you because you need scoring. You really do need need more scoring in Minnesota, and they think him, and you get you went out and you also got Hartman for two years. Definite win. I think the that'll help you guys get back in the playoffs. Not necessarily go anywhere, but then again... Look who won the Stanley Cup this look at the the Stanley Cup playoffs this past year. I think anybody could win at this point. Yeah. You know, everybody and, except Ottawa. But Well, yeah, they're just lucky they're a team. But when you got got they got guys on on that Minnesota team, they still have Kevin Fiala, Zach Parise had a bounce back here, Ryan Donato in that they got him from Boston, which was I'm still very surprised about. But they they got some good goal scorers and they still got Dubnik and Nett. I, I think that I, I think, think they're you, okay. I think you definitely have a chance to make the playoffs again. Will you make? I, and honestly, I the way the format is, because that—that's what really lends it. That's what really lends the playoffs to the unpredictability that we've had for the past few years. It, with teams going that you didn't expect to go, especially this year, is I think the format helps them a lot because you're—you just got to really be like, look at Columbus. You can be fifth in your division and make the playoffs. Exactly, and. One, look at Columbus. They were they squeaked in as the last wild card in the East, and they beat Tampa in amazing fashion. Yeah, they lost to the Bruins, but I bet you the, the Bruins wouldn't have beaten Tampa. I mean, I feel like they would have put up a good fight, but ultimately Tampa would have come out on top. Yeah, and the Bruins probably— Then Tampa At that point, Tampa won the Cup because that's all you really had to beat was the Bruins, especially if, let's say, for argument's sake, everything else stayed the same. Pittsburgh was knocked out. Washington was knocked out. Calgary was knocked out. Vegas was not like all the big teams were gonna get out. And there was no way. I mean, we thought there was no way the the Bruins were gonna lose to St. Louis. There well, was there was well, absolutely no way that Tampa was gonna get there again and not win it. Oh, absolutely. There was no way because the last time they made the final was 2015, and that was underwhelming. That was underwhelming because it's like, oh, you lost in I think it was five or six to. Chicago. Chicago, which at that point was you couldn't beat Chicago. Chicago was the Chicago was the Tampa of the early 2010s. You know, that was that was not happening. So as we look on to other major signings today, uh yeah, we talked about all most of these. Uh the Devils once again making a little bit more noise as they went out and signed Wayne Simmons to a one-year prove it deal. That was a that's a more of a reprove it deal. He had he had a down year last year. He only had thirty points. He's more than a thirty point guy, absolutely. It's a he got one year at five mil, which so. I I think is fair. He had he had a down year. He has to reprove himself, and the Devils are they needed the depth and they're willing to give him that opportunity. So, uh, <laughs> I, I saw breaking news from Pierre LeBron. Ooh, let's hearing see. that Carolina is close to re-signing Peter Mrazek will be a two year deal. So then where does Leonard go? Not sure. Because Carolina was one of the big places I could see him going. Honestly, maybe Columbus. Columbus just signed their backup to a full-time deal. But they don't have a starter. Is Leonard a starter, though? One season. Leonard can be a starter. He can be. On the the, um, the Blue Jackets, he would absolutely be a starter. Yeah, but here's the thing. Do you really want Leonard um, on a team with John Tortorella coaching? I don't want John Tortorella coaching. Well, he's going to coach. They're not going to move him. I I mean, you're talking to someone I don't like John Tortorella, so I'm— Well, I'm talking—okay. John Tortorella is a great coach, but he's a hardhead. That, you saw that in New York, and you saw it in Vancouver. Oh, you absolutely saw it in Vancouver when he tried to barge into the Flames locker room. Exactly. So do you really think a guy with Leonard who's coming off of a great season— and has a lot of problems, still has a lot of issues off the ice. Do you really think going into that type of environment and that type of locker room with a coach like that would help him? Not really. So then I don't see him going there. If his agent is a smart man. Where I do man, see him what? going, Chicago, apparently. He went to Chicago? Apparently. How much? Don't know, but Arthur Staple just tweeted and believe Leonard is headed to Chicago. So that's that's actually very surprising. 
I did not see Chicago at all in being in this. I did. I saw a tweet earlier that said I didn't really focus on it. I didn't think of it as anything, but it said the Islanders. Um, all I heard was Colorado Eastern teams. And Chicago. And I was like, I don't see him going to either of those. I feel like he'll re-sign with the Islanders. And then, well, to be honest, Chicago needed a goal. That was one of the teams that needed a goaltender because Crawford is on his Crawford's up and down. I thought that Cam Ward was a multi-year deal. I think it was just, a one, just the last year, though, right? Uh, I, I'll hold on. I have Because I, have I hadn't seen that he was a free agent anywhere. I have cap friendly up. Let's let's see exactly where this is. Uh he's still, still Blackhawk. So I don't know. I mean both Crawford and Ward are in their thirties. Robin Leonard is gonna be twenty eight. So Well Crawford has won this season and then he's a UFA next season. And I don't see him going anywhere. I see I see him if if the injuries are anything to go by, I see him <laughs> Retiring. You have I mean, three. You have three cups. What else do you have yeah. to prove? It was a one-year deal for, for Cam Ward. So that, I'm sure that could be part of it. I think he'll be. I think they're going to try to see if they can get Leonard as a solid backup in Chicago. That's an interesting, one of the inter, one of the more interesting signings today, of him. Definitely going. didn't see that coming. Let's see. Uh, hopefully this is made official. Let's let's check. Um, we're probably not going to get anything right now. No, it doesn't even come up. So, yeah, no, that's heard it here first, I guess. So that should be interesting that he's going to go. So Robin Leonard is going to go to Chicago on, pro, I would assume, a one- or two-year deal. I wouldn't I wouldn't see him getting more than a two-year deal. But at, Yes, but at the same time, he wanted more than that, and he wanted to stay on the Islanders so badly, and he declined a two-year deal. Now, does your fan base make a uh, Dear Robin letter now? To send him no, no. They're going to ma- make a. Um, you'll always have a home here. Oh, they're gonna video, make that video. Probably. I know some people that are about to jump off of a bridge, though. Why? Why? Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Well, because oh, cause because because of his yeah, personal struggles. His personal struggles. Which there's no. I, I get it that if you see somebody with that type of struggle and you can relate to him and it can make you stronger, God bless. But there's no reason to get upset about it if he leaves. It's just the name of the sport. That and that came into contract negotiations, and he was very open about that, and he understood that that he needed to stay clean. He's done it so far, but it should absolutely come into contract discussions because you don't want. You're not going to sign someone who they're not going to sign all these off yeah, the ice. Problems. They're not going to give you a massive contract, and then at, you know, you know, God, God forbid that anything does happen to you off the ice because we're not. Don't get us wrong. There is no. We are not wishing that Robin Leonard relapses. We are not, not by wishing any means. that by any means. The the story he's had this past season is great. He has been a very big inspiration to a lot of people that we both know, and you know, more power to them for for doing that. But once again. If he was going to go, if he was going to stay, Lou probably sat him down and said, you need to guarantee us that you will be the guy. You know, we can't have you risking any type of problem. It's a done deal. It is a done deal. Elliot Friedman just tweeted, Chicago is signing Robin Leonard. So good for Robin Leonard. He'll probably get a nice payday there. Uh, Sucks to see him go. He had a great year uh, here on the island. But, you know, push comes to shove once in a while. But for Islander fans, you can rejoice. You didn't lose your captain two years in a row. And you now know what it was like to have a good goalie. So look at yeah, that. Yeah, now you have Thomas Grice. Hey, he he was one of the reasons they won the Jennings Trophy in the first place. True. Do, do, does he have the power to be a number one guy? Uh, he had to, he's, he's had to for to the Islanders. He's had to. And at least in the playoffs, he did a very good job. But... That being said, he's had a, a streak of alternating years where he, he was good one year and then he's Swiss cheese the next. So two years ago, he was Swiss cheese. This past year, he was good. Let's see what happens. It should be interesting to see what happens with the Islanders, mostly because they didn't do anything. They and uh, you they know what? They re-signed Anders Lee. Yeah, he got a seven-year, seven million dollar contract. I'm surprised that he didn't want more because I had heard he he uh, might be getting nine from Montreal. 
I heard that once the Panarin deal fell through with the Islanders, Andres Lee was like, oh, he used that back. as leverage. Oh, of Absolutely. course. Because they were, he was probably thinking, I'm your captain. I've been here this entire time, and you go and offer someone $12.5 million, but I want like seven, and you're and not you going to give it to me? I thought he was going to walk, and surprisingly, I thought, you know, he still I gets I thought he was going to walk, too. He still gets seven, which, you know, $7 million. I don't think you and me are able to make that in our lifetimes, but... Thanks for the vote of confidence <laughs> in both of us. Hey, if I can make $7 million annually, if I If I can make $7 so million dollars at all, yeah. I'll be very happy. But you get $7 million, you get to stay on Long Island, you'll keep that captaincy, The fa- you won't make the fan base cry again. So... You don't lose your captain two years in a row. Islander fans rejoice. Well, and rejoice enjoy. for like half a second and then cry because Robin Leonard's gone. You'll be fine. You have Thomas Grice. But you have a, you have more problems out. than that. Three. I mean, Lou re- re-signed three of the four. He got Eberle, which I thought he was going to walk. Yeah, Eberle. He got that Brock was early. Nelson. I think that was like the first signing. He got a five-year deal. That was he, that was nice. He got Brock Nelson, who I thought was going to get less and was or was going to walk. Three of four is not bad. You're not going to be able to re-sign everyone. The interesting thing is that the Islanders still have $13 million in cap space. And you guys really don't... They don't really have any big Gaps. names coming out. Yeah, you're going to have to pay you have to Barzell pay, in 2020, which 2021. Is, I'm, which is, I'm sure, part of the reason that they're shying away from some of the bigger contracts. Yeah. You know, you got... Bavillier is an RFA. Uh, he's coming back. I am not worried at all. Del Cole is uh, also an RFA. I think he's coming back. Um, you know, all your UFAs are kind of locked up. The only other one I think is Matt Martin, and Matt Martin's for... probably going to come back. I know he, okay. Phil <laughs> just left. I don't know if that's you saying that as just like no, as he an Islander lo- fan, or are you he, saying that because you you've know you know these I know, guys. Inside he wants. Out. He doesn't. The only reason he left the first time was because Gar Snow didn't offer him anything. He wanted to be back here, and he just got married the other day, and he was so excited that he like that him and Sydney Esiason get to stay here. All right, the Islanders are pretty much set with their team at this point. Uh, you're, does this look like except goalie, except goaltending, which even so, yeah, all it has. Oh my One god, one year love... deal, five million dollars for Robin Leonard. Oh, and great. Oh, really? Which. Now makes no sense because he just turned down two years for $5 million a year. I think he was insulted because there was also talks that the Islanders wanted Bobrovsky. Well, that was when it was a package deal thing. Well, that was, yeah, when it was a package deal. And I think Leonard was like, really? Also, I think he kind of felt insulted. He probably, he can't tell me he didn't feel insulted a bit by having his mental state questioned after you just took him to the playoffs. Well, I don't think he was because he, he even publicly came out and said, that it came into contract negotiations, and he understood that, and he expected that. So, well, you got Thomas Grice. Thomas Grice is a UFA after in 2020, 2021. He can leave. You don't have any other goaltender. You're not the Rangers. You don't have goaltender depth for days. Depending on who they sign this year, because obviously the Islanders are going to sign a goalie, it'll probably be Varlamov at this point. He... Grice yeah. is not worth the three, almost three and a half million dollars you're paying him. Yeah, the Islanders are one, I think, of two of two to three teams left that have not signed a single person in this free agency. Uh, they've, they've re-signed, but they you haven't need to signed. Sign, you need to sign a goaltender. I had heard Brian Boyle was in discussion for center depth. I feel like I feel like Brian Boyle would. I don't. It wouldn't surprise me because here, let's let's take a quick look at who's left on the market. Um, you know, Johansson's still available. He's a left winger, though. Uh, Gardner's defense. He's still going. He's he's probably going to go. There's really th- there's no real centers. Brian Boyle is probably the mo- the top ranked center available, and he's 34. So he's probably going to get about a year. I don't see him making more. Getting maybe, more than maybe a year. two years. Maybe two years. And there's one team in particular. That I think everybody's gonna forget about. The only thing is, like, I have a feel. I, I originally thought that um, him or Brassard, because both of them are free agents. Brass- I could see Brassard going to the Islanders. They just need center depth. Because Brassard, especially now that Philpula left, 
Tanner Fritz is like their next option. Tanner Fritz is maybe a second line AHL center at best. It's gonna get a little bit. This you know, it's already it's already it's almost it's gonna be six o'clock in ten minutes, and it's been six hours, not even yeah six hours since everything opened. All the big names are gone. You know, now you're just looking for guys who are going to be those pieces to help you get over the hump. And it wouldn't surprise me if Brian Boyle would actually look to go back to a team that he played for. Maybe New Jersey, because New Jersey could definitely use another center to help out. He can fit in a nice third-line center spot. You know, because, yeah, New Jersey has... They have a few older pieces on the back end. They need a little bit more youth. And, yeah, I get it. He's not a young guy. You know, 34 is not young, but he still got it's still better than what you have. And also, he, he loved his time over there, especially after he beat cancer in New Jersey. That was a great story for him, and I think he'd like to go back. Or he can go – I think he can go back to New York. I, I can see if – if the Rangers need center depth, which they do, because Ryan Strom right now is your second line center, which nothing against Strom, I can but, speak for that. You need center depth. Yeah, which I don't. First of all, Ryan Spooner was put on waivers; he was bought out. That is so depressing. That that entire Ryan Spooner thing that happened—he's gone now. <laughs> he's he's in the AHL. That's I feel depressing. like that that Jordan Eberle for Ryan Strom trade just. Just as long as Ryan Spooner's going somewhere, it just keeps going on. Yeah, it's it just keeps tracking on. And he's now in the AHL. Strom, I don't see as a second liner, second line center. Because the way they have it set up, I'm gonna quick hopefully I can pull it up on here on my computer, because I have it on my phone. I don't have it here, but let's see if I can pull it up. Because the uh, NHL network did the range, yeah. Did the projected lines and your first line would be Panarin, Zibanejad, and Buchnevich. I think that's not going to happen. I think Buchnevich is on your second line, and you put Kako with Panarin and Zibanejad. I think you don't put Kako on the first line right away. Well, I think once the year starts, that'll that, that'll be the the line, the formation that you're going to get. Because the one thing I kept saying about about Kako before he was drafted, he's NHL ready. Hughes is not. Hughes is about a year away from being NHL ready. He's got but, to adjust to the system. I think Hughes is going to just go straight. Oh, whoa. What happened? Arthur Staple just announced a deal for the New York Islanders. Four years deal for Semyon Varlamov. Four? How much? No idea. How much? Okay, four years for Varlamov? I have. I am so confused. That's unless it's I, less. Mm. Mo- unless it's like less than five million dollars a year. I am very confused. Well, hold on. Let's see what other people have gotten for that amount of time. Four years. I don't think anybody got a four-year contract this year so far. Here, uh, everybody was. There was a lot of one-year deals. Hand, one, two-year deals were handed out today. Not okay. Here, uh, four-year deal averages about three to four million dollars of um, annually. So for the extra million dollars, they couldn't keep him. Islander fan, uh, yeah, I think I think the one thing I the do the sports want, gods just hate any team in blue and orange. The one thing I do want to say though is there are people that are saying that Lou Lamarillo needs to be fired. Why? First of all, no, you're wrong because he has what three cups at least. Two with the I would say two. I'm assuming two with the Devils. Two with the Devils. Or then nothing. Yeah, so oh, two yeah. cups. Oh, or three. I think he may have been there for 95. I'm not two sure. Two or three cups with the Devils. He knows what he's doing. It's not his fault Panarin didn't sign. He offered him more money. He just didn't want... Uh, the Panarin, for Islander fans who are listening, the whole Panarin thing, he did not want to play... He wanted to play in the city, hands down. That's not me saying yeah, it as a Ranger fan. That's me saying that's it as a hockey That's not Lou's fan. fault. It wasn't Lamarillo's fault that Tavares left. That's not his fault. As much as the fan base thinks it's Tavares' fault. Uh, that's a separate issue, which I'm not going to get into anymore. Yeah, ever. we've gotten into it enough. The only thing I will say that I'm confused about and don't understand is the whole Leonard situation because he wanted more than anything to stay here. You offered him two years, five mil. He turns it down, gets one year for five mil, and then you sign an injury-prone goalie. 
I think that that was Len. I think that was Leonard saying. I'm telling you, something had to happen behind closed doors that Leonard said, okay, I, I appreciate it, but I think I'm just going to go somewhere else. There, that, that was probably, that, was probably that, that had to be a locker room issue, a locker room or a management issue because the fan base wanted you back. And if Every, you wanted to come back, that means somebody, somebody didn't want you. And even Lamarillo said he wanted to bring Leonard back. It, it's a... It's a tangle. It's a tangled mess. We'll probably hear about it more in the coming days, especially if what you're saying is true. And Varlamov did, yeah, official. Oh, it's the Islanders it's announced already it. up on the Islanders website. Wow, that was fast. That's too fast. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand this one. This is the only one that I'm. I'm so out of all the about. big moves today for the for the big for the big three tri-state teams. Devils win. Rangers mega win. Islanders, we have Varlamov. No, uh, your captain's back. Like, your captain's back. That's that's a win. You didn't lose your captain two years in a row. So, for the Islanders, hey, you can't go wrong. You got to wait. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Did did uh, Barry Trotz win the Jack Adams? Yes, he did. Because I was not here for that. That wasn't true. He, he did. did win the Jack Adams. You guys will be fine. You have you have. I, I'm not worried in the slightest. And everyone that says. Lou Lamarello needs to be fired is stupid because we just had Garth Snow for twelve years. Yeah, you. you there's a now we have someone who knows him. what he's doing. So, once again, the Islanders. You may take take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, you had a great season. You made the playoffs. You made the second round. You defeated Sidney Crosby and the Penguins in spectacular fashion. Finally, take it as a win and move on. Because right now, the big the big three here in New York and New Jersey. All three of those teams have very bright futures. The New Jersey Devils, you just went out. You got your first overall pick. You got your top two centers for the future. You just got one of the best defensemen in the league. You got and you got and you, this is all to keep Taylor Hall back. And I have a feeling he's going to stay. Taylor Hall's leaving. Why? Why do you say that? Why? Because do you he think said he's leaving. You really think they're going to do all this and he's just going to walk? It depends what they do. Like PK Subban was a. Big get. Jack Hughes, big get. Wayne Simmons should be Wayne a big Simmons, get. I don't depending on how he does, I don't necessarily know if he's gonna stay with the Devils. Well here's the thing. If you want him to play Hall didn't I believe Hall played with Hughes at a point. They're good friends off the ice. That I I have no idea about that. Well no, I remember that because when they when the when before the draft, uh Hughes Hall made the push for Hughes. He wanted Hughes rather than Keiko. Because they them two played together in developmental, I believe. All right. Well, then maybe Taylor Hall will stay. But I don't. I personally don't think. He, I think he's going to at least test free agent. He's going to test because he gonna, has to at least test. I think he's agency. a free agent next summer. Next summer or the summer after, so he does have time to think about it and figure it out. For all we know, he could turn around tomorrow and sign a six-year extension with the Devils, and all of us will just be like, okay, yeah. We don't know that. Uh, I think it depends on a lot of things that are going to happen. I think it depends on how he plays with Hughes or Heischerin in this upcoming season. And I think it also depends on the salary cap and everything because the cap was lowered. And we can already see it now. It's affecting a lot of teams. You know, teams that you would think, oh, they can go out and get another piece are not going to get another piece. And I think the Devils are in a good chance to make the playoffs this upcoming season or at least the season after. They're going to be competitive. The Islanders, I feel like, aren't going to go anywhere. I feel like they made a stamp here. If they can get a little bit better goaltending and they can start producing again, especially under Barry Trott's system, they'll probably make the playoffs again. The Metro is very difficult to call, especially now in July when you have teams like Pittsburgh, who's on the decline, Columbus, who's about to fall into oblivion, Pittsburgh, who's about to fall in um, Philadelphia, who's not going to be doing well. And it's really just the Capitals and maybe the Hurricanes. Uh, being really competitive this year. So the rest of it is open, I believe, for the Islanders, the Devils, and the Rangers to come up and possibly make the playoffs and see each other in the first round. And you look at the Rangers' lineup, your first line is Panarin, Zibanejad, Buchnevich. Your second line is Kreider, Strom, and Keiko. And your fourth line is the Russian line with Nemestikov, Hedl, and and Kravstov. I think New New York and New Jersey hockey could smile and be happy, especially after today. Yeah, I mean, the three teams in the tri-state area, they really don't have a lot to complain about. I mean, I'm sure 
one team, one of these teams, the Islander fans, will find something to complain about because they always do. But the Devils, they went from complaining that they were Ooh, like we got eliminated bo- by Tampa. bottom of the league, and then they get Jack Hughes, somehow get PK Subban, they got Wayne Simmons, they already have a lot of other pieces. Taylor Hall's coming back. You still got Kyle Palmieri, Nico Heischer. As long as Corey Schneider's to form, I think they'll be fine. The Rangers' rebuild looks like it's over, over or just about. I give them a year. I think you need one more second-line center, and you need to make sure that your goalies are ready to go because Lundqvist has got a year or two left. Georgiev is, is your future. And Igor, I'm going to butcher this, Shostakovich or something, I don't know, it's very Russian, he's your goalie of the future. So... At the end of free agency, we look at all these teams, you look at the big names that were moved, you look at the teams that came out of this free agency with new faces. If you are a member of any fan base in the tri-state area, you can smile, be happy. We will see you in October for what should be some very competitive hockey. You've been listening to Post to Post, the free agent frenzy. We will see you in October for Puck Drop.